Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from a break talking about golf and having dental work done, Mr. Andy, how did you do? Any cavities? The teeth looking good? Well, that, that's the reason I had to go. Oh. oh, God, this is embarrassing. Oh, man. So I didn't go to the – I'm that's really good. good at brushing my teeth. I floss nearly every day. I use rinse. I try to avoid, you know, a lot of – I just one cup of coffee a day. But if you don't go for, like, five years in a row, you're going to have a cavity. Like, you should go in and get regular cleanings. I just hate it so much. And they basically said, like, you don't have cavities in the way that uh, children get cavities from eating sugar. They're like, you're 38 years old and you just don't go to the dentist. So basically all the teeth in the back of your mouth have like pre-cavities between them. They're like, you're really good at brushing. Yeah, they're like, you're really good at brushing, but you can't brush in between your teeth. That's where we're at come in. So like, before this gets worse, we'd like to give you like 11 fillings. And that's going to take four appointments. So I'm like, fuck, I fucked Jesus. up so bad. I'm like, I, I screwed this up so bad. So that was a, that was appointment three. You just three. knock the get them all done at once. Like. That was, yeah, that was appointment three of four. They said that. If, like, you want to sit in the chair for six hours, we can do it all at once. I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> Let's split it up a little. Not only that, but my insurance resets at the beginning of the year so I can, I can actually get some money back from them again. So, But, yeah, appointment number three of four. Um, and I'm fine. I'm, I'm pretty tough. I, I dealt with it. It's just, I was pretty numbed up still. So I didn't want to come on the show and be like having water fall out of my mouth and stuff. And it's fun. Also, it's fun not to do the show. Sometimes just watch it as a, uh, as a third party watcher, if that's what we want to call it. So, and I had a lot of stuff to get done. We have another golf tournament this week. Uh, the NFL divisional round playoffs are upon us. We are in the midst of staying up too late and waking up too early to watch tennis. Tennis still happens. Yeah, college basketball full ass swing. Um, the the draft is uh, nigh, even though it's not really. But we're talking about it already. We gotta we gotta figure out where Tom Brady's going. We gotta figure out where Lamar Jackson's going. We gotta figure out all this stuff with these quarterbacks. We gotta figure out which coaches are going where. Not real big limits on that yet. That's annoying. But <clears throat> there are some of that stuff's <clears throat> excuse me starting to come into. A little bit of clarity. Byron Leftwich got uh, fired today. I didn't think Ed Donatel was going to make it through that Vikings presser, but apparently they haven't fired him yet. I think there's still a few coordinators that might get let go yet as we do some shuffling, but I digress. We'll bet on some stuff. You had a real nice day in the NBA. I don't know if you mentioned your first half, second half bet on here, but I saw it in the chats. That was a nice little addition to the uh, to the winner, but that uh, the Jazz bet was kind of a no-doubter. And then the, I don't know, the other total stayed under by a, a dozen or so, too, didn't it? It was a pretty comfortable 2-0 day for picks on the show. And if you follow the link in my profile, I added a couple of picks. We took Rockets first half. But then we also made a Rockets halftime Hornets full-time bet at plus 500, which is some pretty sweet action. Yeah, I love that sort of shit. I mean, it got me thinking about that, too, like – that's a bet you could make on almost any sport. I know a lot of like small college basketball games aren't going to have that, but like think about the football games this weekend. Uh, we saw that like, Miami almost did it. Seattle was right there. Like which? Seattle did it. Yeah, Seattle. Oh yeah, I thought it was tied. No, the Miami game was tied, and then they got the field goal. Seattle was leading in half. Like which of the four games, noops, that are happening? Do you think is a 
one team leads at half, other team wins the game kind of thing. Mm. I'm kind of leaning. Giants, like, Eagles. <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of like leaning Giants come out hot. Since your Giants come out hot, lead at half and then bottle it away to a better team. Although yeah, it would be tough win. to see the Jaguars coming out hot at Kansas City. Kansas City always plays great at home, and it's going to be the first real football game the Eagles have played in a little while. So I, if I had to do that, maybe Giants and Eagles. And the other tough part, Andy, is you know you have to take the money lines usually for something like that. So the payouts are better, but it's a little – it's a much easier needle to thread when you have two bad teams like you did last night where you have a short spread. And I think we'll, hope, we'll be trying to do that with the Rockets more often, given how good of a first-half team they've been and how just brutally bad they are in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is – uh, for a team that's been good at tanking for a couple of years, this is a masterclass. Yeah, and we don't have, um, <clears throat> you know, we don't have any bad teams left in the playoffs, unless you do, you know, unless you do want to count. Yeah, them. you could maybe do again. Maybe it's like in a close game, like you said. Maybe Cincinnati Buffalo, like you said, Cincinnati starts fast. Buffalo finishes finishes the game. It's um, mm. that again. It's easier with closer games, right? Yeah, for sure. So, all right, on to the real sport that we were actually talking about the nba i'm guessing there's 500 games tonight or what are we doing just five we even have a game in paris france andy you know where paris there's no france is. oh shit yeah that's why we have a two o'clock game um why i didn't pay attention is it the same reason we're doing nfl games like france is it because of Weminaya? um <laughs> There's a lot of people in France, Andy. They want to watch basketball. You may remember the Chicago Bulls went out there a little while ago with Michael Jordan. Um, the Bulls, again, continue to be one of the most popular teams in the world. You see Bulls hats no matter where you go. So they send the Bulls out there. Unfortunately, we sent the Pistons along with them. So at least they have one team that's kind of fun to watch. Nothing for that game um, specifically, although we do have um, some first – Bet score uh, score bets. We'll talk about those in a second because uh, Matt asked for his girlfriend. But um, one actual play I do have: the Warriors and the Boston Celtics. And uh, this number is starting to get a little bit away from us. Um, play the over at two thirty-eight and a half. Would play two thirty-nine. Again, anything less than two forty. And I'm looking at two forty right now. I probably draw the line right there. The Warriors have just been really poor on the road. Um, defensively, they really struggle to put it together. Offensively, uh, you know, they've got Steph Curry. This team still puts up a lot of points. The Boston Celtics playing at a much faster pace this year, continue to push the ball. Jalen Brown is questionable, which is why I think this number started off a little bit low. But uh, given how the pace of this game should go, given that the Boston Celtics, again, pretty solid favorites mm -hmm. here at six and a half, they'll probably finish closer to seven, seven and a half, depending on what Brown does. You know, we're looking at a possible blowout game. Those are always good spots for overs. Uh, again, all sort of qualitative stuff. When I take a look at my numbers here, I had this total closer to 243, almost 244. So again, anything 240 or lower, happen to play the over, which should be a really fun basketball game. Now, I'm excited for afternoon basketball. You know how much i love bubble or what i'll not just call mlk day scheduling let's just have nba all afternoon and um, matt was on the show yesterday andy and i noticed that he had shaved but apparently he shaved because his lovely girlfriend is actually in france and um, it was an opportunity for him to get rid of his beard apparently she likes the beard but also would like some first basket props now uh, these are pretty much fun bets i, I don't handicap this as regularly as I even do something like first touchdown score. But as you take a look at both of these teams, 
Um, going to start with a piston here because uh, Zach Levine, I'm sorry, um, Nikola Vucevic takes the tip here for the Chicago Bulls team, and he's apparently pretty bad at it. He only wins the tip about 30, 32% of the time. I think it was something in that range, whereas mm-hmm. Isaiah Stewart, even being an undersized center, and I think I believe he's only six foot nine wins the tip closer to 50% of the time. So I think there's a good chance the Pistons get the tip here. And if they do, Isaiah Stewart, centers have done really well scoring first baskets against Chicago Bulls. And Zach Levine, it's going to be a big game for him. Um, the Pistons in general are poor against shooting guards. And when you look at some of those first baskets, basket statistics Levine shoots the first basket for the Bulls um, the plurality of the time and um, makes that shot quite a bit so give me Isaiah Stewart here seven to one if the Pistons win the tip I think there's a great chance he gets the tip and then gets the ball back for an easy bucket or Zach Levine Bulls win the tip maybe the Pistons miss comes down and gets the first bucket here so two first basket props for Matt's girlfriend I like that it's nice I'd be I'd be worried about sending my girlfriend to France it's the, mo- it's the most romantic city in the world. <clears throat> I mean, we all Pretty saw you know, that, that Woody Allen movie. All those movie. basketball players like, walking around. Which which one is it? Um, Owen Wilson. He finds a new girlfriend over there. Like that's it's too mm. romantic of a city to be letting him. You should have gone with Matt. Depends which given you the day Owen off. Wilson movie. It's got to be more than uh, one. Midnight in Paris. Yeah, no, that's the one you were talking about. I was wondering if there's another. It just sounds like so cliche to have Owen Wilson in Paris finding love. Where was he in the last one? The French Dispatch was that fair, fair, that was just a different French town, I think. Yeah, it was a small French town. He did not find love. He found uh, no. that cars make a lot of noise and pollution, and then he fought. Yeah, he, he liked bicycles. Hmm. Um, so it was nice last week because I could basically give you any golf bet, and if you listen to the show live or even within an hour or two, you could still bet it if you really wanted to. Because it was starting so incredibly late being in the aisles, the Hawaiian aisles. But uh, starting to get a little <clears throat> little earlier in the day, although it is in California. So golf is still not even teed off yet. Very, very soon. I think the, the first tee times are like now 1130 Eastern. So I think the first group of golfers is probably teeing off right now. And by first group, I mean groups. Um, that's a thing with this week. There's not really a wave advantage. I know maybe if you're not familiar with betting and into some of that, uh, when you try to get 150 golfers to play the same course, you have to start them in two waves. Some guys start at 7 a.m. Some guys are teeing off at 2 in the afternoon. Uh, the weather can change a lot in seven hours. Sometimes there's a big disadvantage for people playing in the afternoon. Um, that could be something that stretches into the second day because they alternate. If you play in the afternoon on one day, you play in the morning the next day. And if the weather is bad in the afternoon and it continues into the morning, um, you can have some of these waves that have two, three shot differences on average if it gets real extreme. Not the case here. They're playing three different courses. You only need to get 50 guys going on each course. All the tee times are incredibly compressed. But like I said, they don't start till right about now. And I have a couple of round one head-to-heads that I'm looking at. Uh, everything else I have is in the uh, the deep di- or excuse me the Betsford's Golf Discord. But uh, these are the guys that I've bet on that I that had the latest tee times. I mean, some of these guys do don't get off until uh, or don't get going until a little later in the day. Some of them, uh, some of the ones I bet were kind of right now. I didn't want to do that, so. Right off the bat, Aaron Rye over Benny An, also known as Byung Hun An. We call him Benny. It's a little easier to spell. I don't think I can get it right. Actually, I can. I use 
I use VLOOKUP enough in my golf stuff where I can spell basically everyone's name. Christian Bazudenhut, pretty easy nowadays. So uh, Aaron Rye, just kind of overall ball striking a lot better, overall short game better. This is one of those where usually you have to pick one. Hey, he's better off the tee and getting to the green, or he's an incredible putter and chipper. Not the case here. Rye is a decent-sized favorite. That is why I'm laying half a stroke. You can see minus one half. Some books have that as ties lose. If you were to tie, this would yeah. be a loss. That's why <clears throat> the offshores usually put Two it as minus, minus 0.5. So, yeah, this is a three-way, except uh, you can't really bet on the tie at most places I bet. So that's why I'm laying minus 105. I think Rye covers this by a multitude of golf strokes. Much better. And then just in the stuff that I'm using for this week, heavy on approach, heavy on around the green, heavy on par five scoring. He also is much better than uh, Mr. On in those categories. And then Tomas Detry, the Belgian, I want to say. I think I'm going to go with that. <clears throat> he's just, honestly, he's probably one of the 20 best golfers in the field. I think if I had done any DFS, which... I forgot to do because I ran out of time. I'd be using him. He's only 7,600 at DraftKings. I think he should be more expensive than that. I think he's a very good golfer. He's had great results. He matches basically everything I want here outside of maybe a little bit of his chipping and around the green stuff. He's just, I have him a ton better than Bo Hostler. I'm getting a dog price on it here. Bo Hostler's uh, ball striking and approach numbers are pretty garbo. Whereas, you know, Detry's, Detry's been pretty great and truthfully, doesn't even, uh, doesn't even struggle that much with putting. These are both pretty good putters. Hostler's one of the best in the field. I don't uh, I don't rate that high, even though it's kind of going to be a putting contest. When it turns into a putting contest, I think that evens the field, and some of the good putters get a little over, maybe overpriced at this point. I think that's why Hostler's a favorite in that one. So underdog price on Detry over Bo Hostler and Aaron Rye, half a stroke over Benny on. Round one only, starting in a couple hours. I love it. And the Australian Open, still happening. Andy Murray, still on the court. Tanasi Kokonakis, still on court. Did they let I mean, him this be? just goes to a tiebreaker, right? Is there any chance somebody wins this thing? I mean, it seems like we're headed for, what is it, like a five-and-a-half-hour match? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost 4 a.m. there. I think the latest it's ever finished is 4.30. Yeah, they've been playing tennis for five hours and 29 minutes. Yeah, it's 3.45 in Melbourne. Good Lord. Andy Murray, uh, if you haven't watched the clip yet, go find it of Andy Murray chewing the umpire's ass for not letting him take a bathroom break. He's like, just disrespectful to the to everybody here. Three in the morning, he gets a little, he gets a little saltier than that. There's been a couple of good clips. Uh, Djokovic yelling at an umpire over a drunken fan, berating him. Which I, I know I don't usually side with Joker, but I mean that one he kind of had a point. The umpires have been kind of shitty. I'm just gonna say it. That's kind of hope vulgar. the umpire had like unilateral like power to be like, all right, time out, everybody. We're going to the bathroom. Like, it's 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 weird. Some of the rules. I don't understand why they don't build a bathroom really close to these stadiums. Like because they do have to like walk all the way back to a locker room to go to the bathroom. And it takes a while, especially if it sits a piss. Sits a piss. Oh. But yeah, it's it's there's there's been a few guys that take advantage of that situation. I think that's probably the problem with some of the rules, but just put a bathroom right next to the court. 
Like that seems to make sense. People have to pee. Those guys are downing so much, you know, energy drinks or you know what do you call it, Gatorade and shit. Oh, Dan says sits to piss. Yeah, put a porta potty right on the court. Honestly, so that would be weird. What if you farted in there? And I mean, it just echoes. Anyway, should we bet on some of these girls today? I think so. Just a couple bets for me. Again, um, match price is still sort of coming out here slowly, and uh, stuff's starting to tighten up a little bit. You know, it's hard to figure out what to do with, say, this Pagula Kostyuk match where Kostyuk's been playing great tennis. Um, she's a solid underdog price, but do we really want to go against Jesse Pagula? Is what we saw last match um, indicative of what to expect, or is that kind of a moment to be scared and kind of snap her back into being locked in? You've got Elena Rybakina as a short favorite over Danielle Collins. That match is going to be awesome. Um, I kind of favor Rybakina, but not betting against Danielle Collins at this point. Uh, I, I wish Ostapenko were playing against good tennis players. She continues to be a big favorite, but can't back Kozlova Bandel in that match and a handful of other stuff. But there are some bets I actually did make. I've got three money lines here. A short favorite, Barbara Krejcikova, one of the best players on tour, one of my favorite players to back here. Um, was able to get this at minus 130 earlier. We played, honestly, anything minus 140 or better against Anhelina Kalanina. Kalanina's been great, but again, kind of scooping up wins against um, players that are a higher ranked, I'm sorry, low, well, ranked over 50, ranked over 100, um, kind of somewhere in those range. Uh, did get probably one of the best wins of her career in the last round over Petra Kvitova and is playing solid tennis, but Krejcikova has much more variety, much more experience, a much higher level than what Kalanina does. So happy to take her again as a short favorite. Had this closer to minus 165 myself. Um, Madison Keys, we've got her in an outright. Just going to continue to better. She goes up against Victoria Azarenka. Azarenka's been playing okay tennis, but yeah. has shown the level that we really need of her that is going to be anywhere close to the way Humber Keys has been. Have Keys is a favorite in this match. Not really sure why she's an underdog. So plus 110, 105, 115, it's all good. And then one number that um, just opened up before we start the show here. Looks like it's settling in around 245, 250. Marketa Vondrasova off a really long match. Played early into the morning um, in local time. Again, I think finished probably around 1.30, maybe 2 a.m. local time. And uh, got really pushed by Olmstabor. I thought it was uh, – got a chance to watch a good chunk of that match since it started when I got up this morning. And um, – Vondrasova uh, was solid, but it was more about Jabor losing that match than it was about Vondrasova winning it. She was sloppy, missed some shots, didn't really put enough pressure on Jabor, who was clearly hampered physically in some way, shape, or form. And um, happy to go against her here. Um, Linda Fruvertova, huge underdog. We've talked about her before. One of my favorite young players. We've got her to win the quarter as well. So going to even double down here. I love this number. I had this less than two to one. So anything plus 240 or better looks good. So Greg Jacoba, minus 140 or better. Keys, plus anything. <clears throat> Fruvertova, um, plus 240 or better. Which <clears throat> I know there's only one left, but which it's Linda, right? That's Linda. Thank yeah, you. Brenda's gone. Get her out of here. Which one's Brenda's younger, right? Brenda, yeah. Brenda, I think, is only like 15, 16, and uh, Linda's like 18. I think it's 16 yeah. or 18. I think they're two years well, apart. Yes. That, that's still crazy to like get a main draw to hit to one of these. To, have, to be in the third round. You're 18 years old and you're in yeah. the third round. Well, I mean, and then her sister, too, her sister. Did they did they have to qualify? I honestly didn't pay attention. Were they given uh, main draw? Now, Linda was main draw. I'm not sure if Brenda qualified or not. I'm going to check into that. That's, that's still crazy to be just so good at such a young age. I mean, these, these sort of things happen. Go ask it. God, who's the gal way back? Um, 
it's it's the one tennis player's mom that that won a you know won a major like when she and the pictures of her she has like pigtails and braces it'll come to me um the american the american player's mom ah damn it we'll talk college hoops while we think that went through honestly dan will probably say it in the chat um to the socon the southern conference which um maybe it's not the worst conference i'd say maybe like the the sixth worst conference somewhere down there Ah, eh, no, I'm thinking of the Southland. Probably middle of the pack. You know, it's a middle oh. of the pack conference. UNC Greensboro, Furman. Furman had a nice win last night. How about that? I know our friend Brinks was on them. He couldn't uh, stop talking about that after they won. Congrats to the Paladins. I'm going to the other part of the uh, the table, as the Brits call it, with their, their soccer. The bottom, the two worst teams in the SOCON, and this will be the case all, all year, Mercer and VMI. And I will be betting the Key Dets, which is a stupid name. The Key Dets have the worst defense in the conference. Luckily for them, they're placing the team with the worst offense in the Mercer Bears. And they're doing it at home. And I'm getting way too many points here. This should be like a, I don't, I should check where I have this. I have this at like a three. I don't know how I'm getting on the other side of a possession, truthfully, in this. I, I know VMI is really bad, but they're at home. Um, they don't, they, I mean, they do a few things right. They're actually one of the better three-point shooting teams in the conference. They shot really well um, over the course of the season. And we're at a point, too, where they, they've played 20 games. I mean, we have a decent sample size. They can shoot from deep. They make their free throws. It's, and they actually kind of run a, a the, the, tempo, the tempo problem is going to be weird between VMI and Mercer. We're going to see which one overtakes which, but I do believe, I do believe threes and bunnies get them home in this one. They actually are decent with steals too. Look at that. I'm trying to, I'm looking at the overall conference standing, trying to think of one nice thing to say about each of these teams. VMI gets a lot of steals. Mercer's not so bad in the offensive glass. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll go from there, but VMI and uh, Mercer kind of, different tempos we'll see i tend to lean with the faster tempo in this one too so give me the key deaths as a home dog in a <clears throat> i'm guessing this is later in the day but it's still an east east coast kind of thing so i'm assuming it's not too late is there afternoon basketball not today we don't have any games until yeah we have afternoon nba but nothing nothing until later on for college basketball so this one will be uh, quite a while until we get to this game. So you got plenty of time to go hunt this down. I don't think it's an extra game. I think it's just in the regular one. So seven Eastern key debts plus five and a half military, that military discipline that they have down there. Always happy to back the key debts and the Citadel, whatever, whatever's uh, the Citadel is a great name. The Citadel is cool. To, to put the in your name is actually kind of badass. So, all right, that is the show. Please give us the thumbs up for the work we did. Thanks to producer Dan for putting this whole party on. Thanks to Alex for joining me every day. Thanks to me for showing up once or twice this week. Thanks to my dentist, Tracy, for not hurting me too bad. Tracy. And yeah, let's go watch. I don't know her last name. I just know it's Tracy. Tracy let's go Dodo watch uh, yeah let's go watch the end of this Murray Kakanakis match let's see what uh yeah we're gonna have a super tiebreaker guys 
Jennifer Capriati. It wasn't Jennifer Capriati. I'm going to look it up. I'll have it tomorrow, Seth, for sure. God, that's bothering me. See you guys. (laughs) 